Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. As your host, I'm your human connector. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my superhuman network, a network of 20-something-year-olds, as well as a sprinkle of some older ones who have truly enriched my life by sharing tools that have helped them to navigate their 20s in order to get closer to their dreams. These relationships and conversations have had a deep impact on my personal and spiritual life, allowing me to create my very own syllabus. On each episode, one superhuman will share their breakthroughs, aha moments, as well as the resources that have helped them to find peace, knowledge, energy, and success in their 20s. At the end of each episode, a guest speaker will leave you with several syllabus steps and homework to practice and embody in between each month's episode. I challenge you to digest these stories and allow them to help you curate your very own syllabus, whether that's related to career, personal development, spirituality, love, you name it. We're in this process together, working together towards creating a personal syllabus that is unique to our souls. At the end of each month, we will have a new written step direction, and a conscious goal to work on. So when we get to the end of a regardless season, we have seasoned. Alrighty, let's get to work. Hello, hello, my superhumans. I cannot believe we are already closing out another year and embarking on a new one. I don't know about you guys, but this past year has truly flown by. Um, And really throughout this past month, I've been reflecting on what it is I've learned this past year and how can I really just step into 2022 with a stronger perspective, vision, and concrete goals so that this year will be that much better. It kind of has to be. (laughs) Um, So in honor of 2022, I have a craving for a juicy conversation about how to take this next year to the next level. What are the steps we can take to make this happen? And how can we really embrace fearlessness in doing so? Therefore, I would absolutely love to introduce you all to speaker, podcaster, social media influencer, and my good friend, Alexa Curtis. Hi, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. Literally, Alexa, your support means the world. Um, and I look up to you so much. So having you as, you know, a guest speaker and a superhuman on regardless means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. And I love, I I love the way that we met and I was so excited when you told me that you were going to launch a podcast and it makes so much sense. I mean, you even literally lead yoga classes when instructors are not there. So I don't (laughs) know anyone more fearless, swear to God, than you. Oh, you're the best. That means the world. So I'm going to share just a little bit about you with my superhumans, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. So Alexa's a freaking superhuman. She's a kick-ass woman. She's really been impacting, you know, the lives of teens and young adults for over a decade. So Alexa, 
she actually started her blog as a fashion blog, which eventually gave her really the platform to discuss real issues around social media and growing up. And what really started as a little fashion blog actually turned into a full-time lifestyle platform. And she gets to tackle, you know, tough topics that teens and young adults face every day from fashion to mental health and so much more. She has insane experience um, anywhere from leading speaking engagements to even hosting her own radio show on Radio Disney, as well as TV appearances with Good Morning America and much more. As a nationally recognized speaker, Alexa has spoken at high school and college campuses across the country, and she's actually launched her own Be Fearless Summit in which she focuses on women and mental health, social media, and how to live a fearless life. Alexa, you are a freaking superhuman, and I am beyond thrilled to introduce you to all of my superhumans. So baby, let's kick off the new year together. Yes, please. Oh my God, you said that. I'm like intimidated. I'm like, who is she talking about? So you you said my story better than I even know my story. No, I'm just so excited to share it. Like you're just awesome. And I I really do feel like 2022 is going to be our year. Um, And I feel like we've just been in this transformation, um, you know, as a society and I'm just feeling ready for change. I agree. And I think a lot of people can probably attest to that. And I think when I met you, I didn't even know that you were so young and I was Mm -hmm. so inspired by how authentic you were at your age. And I feel like because of what has happened this year, a lot of people have almost lost a year to find themselves and kind of find their identity. And so I think because of that, the more that you can talk about it and really open people's eyes to things like podcasts and just getting out of their comfort zone, the more we'll kind of be able to retake that year back in our 20s. Absolutely. I think that's so spot on. And, you know, I was really digesting about how I wanted to tackle this subject of fearlessness with you and kind of tie it into you know, really starting the new year um, with just a strong, just foundation. Um, And I I really want to get into the fearlessness. Um, And, you know, I think every new year, I really find myself getting really like so motivated at the beginning of the year. And, you know, I write down all my intentions and start implementing them within my schedule. Um, And then I kind of see that throughout the year, these, you know, rituals or habits, um, I lose them. And I think the sustainability Mm -hmm. part is something that gets lost and I get a little bit scared to, you know, really act upon a certain goal. Um, perhaps maybe it's too far out of reach or, you know, even that I'm scared of failing. And I think that's something that all 20 something year olds can really relate. Um, and even like, if I look back at this past year, um, you know, I can relate this to me starting my own podcast. And I remember at first I was so freaking nervous of starting it and, you know, perhaps the, you know, I could fail. You never know what could happen. But after really seeing my success and experiencing it and, you know, getting feedback, um, you know, I'm so happy I decided to just surrender to my fears and go for it anyways. And I think that's something that you can completely relate to. And I really want to bring this back to you and your journey, Alexa, because I know that we can all really learn from you and your fearlessness, which has really led you to create your own summit your own empire and making your dreams a reality. And you're only what, 25 years old, 24, 
Oh my gosh. It's Skylar, really you're making me feel so old. Uh, I know. No, <laughs> Sorry, babe. I agree. No, I, I agree. And I think it's really great that you also mentioned that a lot of people feel like things are out of reach because that is so relatable. And I mean, I've also had many times where I'm like, oh, this is like such a good idea, but it just, it's too complicated or it's too exhausting to pursue. Mm-hmm. And so I always think with those kind of ideas, if it isn't something in my mind, that's like, I can do this and start small then I probably won't pursue it because sometimes you have an idea or you have this goal and it feels too out of reach and already you're intimidated. And so I think that if you can back up a second and really evaluate, okay, what is the beginning part of this? Maybe it's writing one email. Maybe it's, you know, coming up with a name for the podcast. You don't even need to buy the microphone. Just come up with the name. That's really how you implement fearlessness into your daily day-to-day life. I love that step-by-step. Yeah. I can even remember like you know, I kind of had this idea for a podcast about two years ago and I was just journaling about it. And it's crazy how I had this first idea and it was going to be like Skylar's syllabus or something. And I kind of totally forgot about it. And then when I was, you know, kind of ready, I took those first steps of kind of testing the waters. I totally forgot that moment even happened. And then it's crazy how the word syllabus kind of re-entered. So I'd love to just dive in a little bit more about, you know, what it was like for you to start your blog and your experience of being really fearless um, in, in your journey. I love the name Skylar Syllabus. I think it's just so catchy. Thank My names are anything <laughs> I've made. I don't feel like anything I have is as near nearly that catchy. But uh, yeah, no, I, I started it back in 2011 from a really small town in Eastern Connecticut. And looking back, I wasn't exposed to social media. I mean, this wasn't a thing when I was growing up. So for me to have started something before the rise of how common it is for people to be influencers or bloggers or social media stars, that wasn't my intention when starting. Whereas I think a lot of people now are so intimidated by starting something because they are scared they're not going to reach that. Whereas I am really lucky that I started when I started because there was no, the idea of fear to me like wasn't even there because there was no like, if you fail. There was like, no one else is really doing this. There was no coin term for this, right? So it was kind of like, screw it. Like, I don't have anything else to do right now when I hate school. Uh, so I went into it with that mentality. But then when it really started to become something that I was making a living off of, I certainly had many moments where it just felt too intimidating or really scary. And I still have those moments now. And that's kind of when I do that thing where I back up a second and I'm like, okay, what is the first step to getting to that next step instead of trying to say like, okay, I'm 24. And I thought by 24, I was going to be the next Ellen. And like, I'm not Mm. there yet. So I wouldn't take it and be like, okay, I'm giving up. It's just like, okay, well now if I want to be that by 30 now, instead of 24, what can I do in the next six years to get me there? And I think that's the only way that you really can look at life because you never know what's going to happen in your life. But all you can do, like you said, with the podcast is if you have the idea, just do something small and just start it. Yeah. It's for sure just ripping the bandaid off and that doesn't have to be like getting on your Instagram and telling the world about it. It could be literally just sending that one LinkedIn message or email or text or even just journaling about it. But, and I think that's really interesting what you said about you didn't really feel like there was tons of things to be afraid of because of probably social media and Instagram, because now I, I think there's a huge aspect of comparison, Mm -hmm. especially in our twenties. I mean, we really get to, we get access to every single influencer yeah. on Instagram and we're reminded of their successes on a day-to-day basis. And I think, especially for me, that can be really hard and it can be hard in terms of, you know, body comparison. Maybe I'm not, you know, I don't look like a freaking fitness influencer and, 
that can be triggering, or maybe yeah. I really look up to another podcaster. I, I compare where they're at versus myself. And really, I think your story is your personal story and it's, you cannot compare it to anyone else's story. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, quite frankly, it's debilitating. Like social media is not something that I think is this great place because it's just, it's not. And I think if you have the mentality where like, this is your end goal or like, this is what you rely on, or you spend so much time scrolling. I mean, this will literally kill you for a variety of reasons, starting with the fact that you will never feel good enough and you will never feel good enough for yourself. So the person you're comparing yourself to is comparing themselves to someone else. And that it's like a spiral effect. But the thing is, because it's, it's this fake world. It's the internet. You don't know who the person you're inspired by is intimidated by who they're following. And like that they're going into their own tunnel of negativity. And people just don't realize that because you just log on and you're like, shit, this girl's cooler than me or she's hotter or she's richer. And now I feel like shit. And now I can't pursue my own dreams because I now feel bad. And that is just a debilitating thing. Um, and I think that the more, again, like I said at the beginning, people that can talk about it and really prove authenticity, we need that because otherwise like, we're just going to be living in a world where future generations are never going to feel good enough for them, their own good. Damn. It's weird. It's weird. Right. Like when you think about it, it's really weird that someone can go on. And I've had many moments like that and feel like, God, I haven't done anything in my 24 years because this girl's 24 and she's already really famous and rich. Like, what am I doing? And it's like, how, how can that happen by like seeing one photo? And there's actually one person I can think of. And I always feel that way from her. And I actually mm. just had to stop following anything yeah. that she does. It's like that trigger. I know for whatever reason she triggers me because I feel not good when I look at her stuff. Uh, so you have to know what makes you feel bad. Yeah, that's really powerful. And that's something I have to constantly remind myself. We need to kind of re-alter the way we look at Instagram the same way we look at our friendships. So in my life, like especially for 2021, one of my resolutions was to really get rid of all of the drainers in my life and in my friendships. Yeah. And successfully, I was able to do that. And I feel so much better. I really only hang out with people that make me feel amazing. And I'm mm -hmm. feeling supported by and challenged and motivated by. And really, Instagram should be the exact same way. So we really get, we have the power to decide who we get to follow, who con like what content we get to take in. And we shouldn't have to feel flipping bad about unfollowing someone it's no. the same thing about, you know, getting rid of a friend in your life that it's toxic. And I think Instagram is the exact same way. And we kind of, in our generation, need to start claiming, you know, our, who we follow because it's really a reflection of us and our reality. And I think you have to claim responsibility for building your own identity. And I think that when, like I said, you know, this particular girl that I was following and when I realized that I am I'm making myself feel bad by looking at what she does she's not out there being like Alexa's looking at what I'm doing and like that's not her goal the way that if someone follows me and feels like they aren't as good as I am it's not my fault right this no. is your responsibility and this is again this kind of fake alternative universe which is the internet so take a lot of what you see with a grain of salt and also realize that if you're looking and relying on the internet to build you up, you're creating a false identity for yourself. It's those relationships, like you said, the real ones in real life. That's really how you're going to build yourself up. Um, not, not through Instagram. Hmm. So question for you, how, how are you able to maintain a healthy relationship with Instagram 
because you are an influencer and this is your job and I can completely relate and it's really exhausting. So what are the tools that help you to really maintain this healthy balance? That's such a good question, Skylar. I feel like my response to it perhaps is a little bit different because of the fact that I look at it like a, like a company, like I don't go on there and post the same things that I had a Finsta for a while. And it was like, so fun. I would post yeah. anything I wanted and like 20 people follow it. Now I can't remember the, the freaking password. Uh, but I don't, I don't look at it as something that is a, as a fun thing for me. And I wish I did. Like I looked mm-hmm. at, I wish I could look at it as a hobby, but I don't. And the reason that I don't is because I've had a lot of times where I posted things that I probably shouldn't because I looked at it as a hobby and it's just not worth it for me at this point to jeopardize um, things or relationships because of that. But I would say that what I do do is like I said, with that girl, you know, I stopped following her. I, she's best friends with one of my really good friends. And I honestly muted one of my really good friends because she's always posting about this girl. Mm. And sometimes you have to do things like that. And like, if I want to see what my, my best friend is doing, like I'll go on her Instagram and I'll know, like, I'm probably going to see this thing and I'm going to be triggered. And then I'm just going to like turn it off for a second. So I think things like that, I think, uh, not really feeding into a lot of the comments and replies Uh, a lot of times especially on Facebook you know you'll go on and you'll see an article or something and hundreds of replies and like you want to get involved and you want to reply same thing on TikTok like why if you have something to say then okay great but if you're really just kind of like looking to feed into the drama that is the internet like can you go do something better with your life Uh, and I think that's something great that podcasts have come into is people have realized that there is power in audio versus judging someone based on what they look like. Mm. Uh, so I would say, I would say all that, but I think that as negative as social media can be, I mean, Instagram has given us the opportunity to meet mute people and unfollow people and hide your likes. Like they are literally Which throwing it at you. Awesome. Right now. That, yeah. I love so, like, that. Use that. Yeah. yeah. And for yeah. me, like, I that. have personally decided to hide my likes and I, I hide it automatically will hide other people's likes. Like I don't need to know that has yeah. no, power or, you know, really an effect on how I see you. Like I, I will follow you if I appreciate your energy and you're gifting me with some sort of vibe that, that pleases me on a day-to-day basis. So it's crazy, crazy world out there. Um, I agree. So Alexa, my love, what does being fearless mean to you? Being fearless means to me doing something small every day that gets you out of your comfort zone. And that can be something that actually, I mean, it's probably a big thing, you know, to cut out someone toxic in your life or to not reply to someone who you don't feel like is feeding into you. This doesn't have to be something like you're skydiving every day. It can be something like that, trying a new hobby, even a new coffee shop, making business cards. I think people lose sight because we all get so comfortable in just doing the day-to-day motions of living, which is exhausting in itself, but you lose sight in the fact that every day you actually can really find out new things about yourself. And I think that really is how you become fearless and ultimately reach the peak of success and wealth and happiness is when you have truly found out who you are by constantly trying new things. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually yeah. um, was really inspired by your Fearless Fridays. And so most recently, actually, I started my own Fearless Fridays. So every Friday, I will actually oh do one thing that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> no way. Okay, I'm not can you kidding. cut this part of the podcast? I want to post what you just said. So I okay. want you to send me that. I That's will, amazing. Uh, babe, I will absolutely send it to you. Like, just so you know, the power that you have in my life 
is pretty spectacular that like I look up to you and you're one of my closest friends. And every Friday I just remind myself like Alexa, she's a freaking boss ass bitch. And I want to be on the same wavelength as, as her. So you're like a positive, you're an amazing influencer. You inspire me. You know, you lift me up and you lift your follower, followers up with just so authentic. in a podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Babe. You're going to make me cry. Dude, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. I literally love you too. I never cry. Did I just cry? You God, just cried. God. Let it I'm out. I'm not on my period. I'm not even on my period. Okay, I'm just, you're making me emotional. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thank you. That um, means uh, that means beyond to me. Thank you. It's true. And so every Friday, like I, for all of my followers listening, I'm absolutely going to tag all of Alexa's, you know, contact information, her Instagram website, et cetera. But every Friday I have to do one thing that scares me. So this past Friday, I actually reached out to the chief marketing officer of Goop, just shooting her a LinkedIn message being like, Hey, let's get coffee. I want to know you. And that's scary, but I did it. And just imagine if you're able to do that every Friday after a month of all four Fridays, how freaking awesome is that? And how much growth will you be able to really see and experience after a year of that? That is such a cool point. And when you think about it, out of all of the days, right, if you're choosing one day where you do one thing, (laughs) write a message or write an email or something, out of those four, like by just luck of the draw, one of these four people is going to reply, right? It might not be Gwyneth Paltrow, but it might be Kourtney (laughs) Kardashian. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's so cool. It's just optimism. Yeah. And even if it's like, I don't know, you like this guy and you're like, I want to fucking ask him out, send him a text on Friday. (laughs) Send him a text on Friday, send her a text on Friday, you know, tell someone that you don't want to be their friend anymore because they're not bringing you value on a Friday. Like let Fridays be the day where you just get out of your comfort zone and do it. Yes. And then what I love about Fridays is after you, you do it, you go out that night and you just feel so accomplished. Yes, I agree. I fully, I fully agree. Yeah. And it's, and it can be the smallest thing, you know, that you, that you do or you implement and right there, you've already gotten out of your comfort zone. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So baby, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy to just the fact that you started blogging at 12 years old and obviously you're extremely ambitious. You had huge dreams. Um, curious, did you ever experience feeling different or that you didn't fit in because you were doing something so different than your peers? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was pretty badly bullied. Like I really don't feel like I even overcame that honestly until probably 22 or 23 and like I started that blog at 12 so I never felt like I fit into the mold I always all I constantly was like being diagnosed with ADD or like ADHD from teachers and that made me feel like okay there's really something wrong with me but I can't really pinpoint what it is and like my mom doesn't want me to take Adderall because she's like I don't think you're just weird like you're different but there's like you don't have an issue focusing you're just not interested that was always I would have Anytime someone would tell me that, I would sit down with my mom and be like, what is wrong with me? And she'd be like, there's anything like wrong with you. Not that if you have, or you have ADD or ADHD, there's something wrong with you, but it's, you know, it's, it's trouble focusing. It wasn't that I had trouble focusing. I just had trouble focusing on things I don't give a shit about. So like that really (laughs) made it difficult for me to go to school. Uh, So yeah, I honestly don't think until I really kind of towards the end of me being in LA and leaving Disney that I, that I felt like I finally had found a place in being okay with not being a traditional person Mm. that will go on to work a nine to five job and have a solid life because there is so many 
aspects of my life that for the most part for the foreseeable future will not be constant. And I think being okay with being okay with that is something that takes a lot of guts and courage because yeah. it's, it's not easy. It's being okay with the unknown and uncertainty, yes. which is a, it's a blessing because yeah. you were able to really experience that when you were a lot younger, which most yeah. people who don't experience bullying, um, unfortunately don't get to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that I was actually talking to a friend of mine earlier and her son is really badly bullied and he seems like the coolest kid ever. And I was kind of walking it through her, how I feel like the kids who are bullied actually sometimes end up coming out in a better position because of the fact that they are having to overcome so much outside attention at such a young age. Whereas the kids who are popular, I mean, I always wanted to be the popular kid and I never was, Mm -hmm. but I really have to find it in myself to be comfortable with the fact that I not, I wasn't going to be like that. Uh, And I I had to get really comfortable just being like, you know, I don't really care what people think of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate. I mean, I, I was bullied in middle school. Um, and I just never, I think it was also my parents who got really lucky with my parents. They just always supported me for me. And, you know, of course I like wanted to be popular, but, um, you know, middle school was pretty hard. Like I actually, I don't know if many people know this about me, but I wrote a book in middle school. So similar to you, I was like doing totally my, something completely different than my peers. And I was so embarrassed about it. Looking back at that moment, like for sure what I experienced growing up and, you know, being bullied and no matter what, just constantly staying true to myself, there's no way if I, if I didn't go through that, um, I would have been me today. And it's really cool. Like I, you know, I for sure obviously have matured and I'm a woman now, but like I'm still sky. And now I feel like people can really, you know, appreciate me and the people that appreciate me are really like just tribe, tribe people that will always be in my life. So yeah, trying, you know, to fit in or just trying to really, you know, instead just be yourself. I think that can even really relate to us being in our twenties and whether it's, you know, not wanting to pursue a nine to five, you know, job or even feeling pressure to go out and drink, um, with friends and, you know, really learning how to say no when you need to really put yourself mm-hmm. first. Oh yeah. And that's something that I've actually seen. I mean, I'm actually with a friend of mine right now and she started this sober curious marketplace company. And I've seen the power of her also being like, I am okay that it makes me different and people might think it's weird or whatever, but you have to get to a point where like, whatever it is that you do, it is cool to not always be in the cool thing and something as small as like drinking or like having a different job that does not determine you as a person or like your identity. You know, I I think that is what sets you apart and also is how you have found your identity by being aware of like, maybe you don't want to go out every week and drink and that's fine. Maybe you want to go do skydiving or something. And that is totally okay because that's you. Like, and if we were all the same and y'all wanted to go out on Friday and Saturday nights and like drink or party or whatever, uh, we just, we would all be boring robots. So it's mm. cool that people have different passions and pursuits that they, they embark upon because otherwise like life would be so boring, you know? So boring. And so boring. I like bow down to you because when, whenever we're hanging out, you are always doing something new, crazy, fun. And I'm just like, dude, she's living the life. Yeah. And that is part of the journey to ultimate success is not getting caught up in the moment 
of you're not doing good enough or someone is doing more than you're doing because you're only hurting yourself. No one else is telling you, like I said earlier, you know, no one else is telling you you're supposed to feel bad or like you're not doing good. It's all self and inflicted. And that is a really hard thing to overcome. But the more that you can rewire your brain, and I feel like you can probably really attest to this too. So when you have those moments of self doubt or anxiety and whatnot, you have to like flip, I kind of say like flip the switch instead of thinking like that, just let this other line of text come into your head. So when you're like, Oh, she's, she's cooler than me be like, Okay, but wait, this is what I've done in the past two months. That's really Mm -hmm. awesome. And then you can almost kind of constantly get yourself out of that really stressful mindset of not doing well enough. Yeah. I love how you flip it. Yeah. Also, I actually recently just listened to a Jay Shetty podcast Mm -hmm. and it was, he was chatting about, you know, nine career mistakes to avoid and nine, you know, habits to take on to really grow. And I remember him saying how important it really was to celebrate your wins. And this Mm -hmm. is something that I think we probably both can work on. You know, I think we both are kind of perfectionists and always are striving to be better every day. But if we're unable to really celebrate our wins, we're never really fully in the present. And we're never really able to reflect and be like, damn, I'm a boss ass bitch. I deserve a moment of celebration so that I can wake up the next day and kick some more ass and just be appreciative. And instead of getting in this comparison mode and judgment, instead really looking at your journey as your personal journey and you as your own being versus comparing yourself to a stranger. Yeah. And the hustle culture that has been Mm -hmm. so heavily enticed by social media is creating that you never feel good enough you're not doing enough type of feeling. And so if you can realize that a lot of it has to do with that hustle culture and that mentality of go, go, go all the time, actually the most successful people are the ones, I mean, um, Tim Ferriss wrote the book, you know, the four hour work week, that hustle culture and the idea that you have to always be going and building something is not true because sometimes when you're doing so many things at once, you really lose out on understanding the value and focusing on building something awesome and also really finding yourself and having a really awesome group of people around you, if that makes sense. Uh, so I think that's great that he said that in that podcast. That's awesome. I'll for sure add that into the episode notes. Um, I for sure want to read that. I'm ready to dive into the five secrets to being fearless, baby. Five secrets to being fearless. Okay. I want to know, them, give it do to I say me. them all at once. Maybe say like, say all of them at once. And then if you can go into detail under each number, that would be so gorgeous. Okay. Number one is do that small thing every day that gets you out of your comfort zone. I think number two is never stop feeling like you aren't like never, never let yourself feel like you're not worthy because that will stop you from embarking on something fearless. Uh, create a really strong community around you. And that's something that took me a really long time to do. But the more that you can find people who really align with what you like, the more fearless you're going to be. Spend less time on social media and like slash, almost look at it like it's a fun endeavor and it's not your lifeline. Mm. Uh, And I would say the last, you know, the last message to being fearless is to reach out to people. And I think people fail to do that because they are too scared of rejection. And that can be either business related or personal related. But whether it's sending that LinkedIn message or whether it's sending that email, I think that that's something that you should do every single week. And especially Mm -hmm. as we're still in the middle of the pandemic, 
there is no reason why you can't be meeting new people. And that can be your fearless Friday of the week, reaching out yeah. to someone, you know, but it, it's, it's something that I think people need to continue to do because otherwise you never know someone else is going to take that position from you. Right. If you don't call that person or send that email and you're just waiting on it to come to you, realize that it's not just going to come to you. It's you have not. to be willing to, to work for it. Yeah. I, I really love that. We're all salespeople. Mm-hmm. So we should be really just getting out there meeting as many people as we can kind of selling ourselves. I mean, we're totally. all our own brands. And I think what you said about Instagram, you know, not really posting, you know, fun stuff anymore. And I do agree with that because Instagram now has kind of taken on this new business card. Oh, so yeah. I can no longer be posting bikini pics. Like, Sorry. No, no <laughs> can't you, do that. you can't. No. And you, you are your brand. So if you're kind of able to look at that and even if, you know, you have a, a nine to five job at Oracle and you're able to work on a passion project, or maybe even your passion mm-hmm. project is LinkedIn messaging, just ballers out there. Like just imagine how many amazing people you can meet and how much your network will grow yeah. and how much growth you'll be able to see in that. I think that's really something special. I agree. There's so much possibility when you open up your eyes to just realizing like that nothing is too far out of reach because if anyone started anything thinking that they wouldn't be where they are today. So that's how you look at yourself as the 1% is to really rewire your brain to almost think everything is so easy to get Mm -hmm. uh, so that you're never really intimidated before you start. Yeah. And I always remind myself if I'm scared um, of reaching out to someone, I always remind myself that they're a human. They're not their title. They're a human being. They're on this planet earth with me and it's not going to hurt to send a message. I remember, you know, I was applying for jobs. This was maybe two years ago and I was looking into working for Sonos and my dad goes, Sky, just LinkedIn message the, you know, the VP of marketing. And I go, dad, you're crazy. I am not doing that. And he goes, Sky, like he's a human being, you know, asked just to pick his brain and I did it. He ended up responding and I had like a full on hour conversation with him. I ended up almost getting this position, but just like you never know what's behind a door and what's behind perhaps reaching out and pretty magical things can happen if you're, if you're able to be open. That's so cool that you did that. And even though it didn't turn into a job, you have an awesome job right now. And like, yeah. And whatever you end up pursuing in the future, there's just you never know what that will come back around to or like what he will go on to do and maybe want you involved in. And you wouldn't have even known if you hadn't have even tried. Yeah. I think, you know, fearlessness comes with also finding, you know, your personal purpose. And especially as being, you know, 24 years old, it's really important for me to make sure that every year I'm becoming a little bit closer to my own purpose regarding work, you know, passion projects, friendships, relationships, and personal development. So how, how can we really find our purpose in our twenties? Like what are the steps and activities that we can like take to just get a little bit closer? Read. I really like reading. I like this book that I just started reading called Identity by Stedman Graham. There's one that I'm a big fan of called Surrounded by Idiots, which sounds funny, but it's actually a really (laughs) great book. So I think if you could at an early age, especially early twenties, really start to almost understand people and their identities and the types of people out there it really helps set you up for a really strong path in your future, whether you want to start a company or work for someone else. Uh, So I'd certainly say that Uh, I'm a big fan of 
everyone having some type of side hustle, you know, even if you have a really time intensive job and career, I mean, there's no reason if you want to that you can start some type of blog or podcast. Uh, so I'm a big fan of anyone doing that just because you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, and I fear people many times will wake up one day and say, like, I hate my life, or I don't want to be doing this anymore. So the more things you can kind of have your toes dipped into, the more you will set yourself up for that really incredible life in the future. Yeah. I think balance is huge. And yeah. even if you have like one job where, you know, you're having a steady income, yeah, it's so important to always be growing and doing things that really yeah. just light up your freaking heart. Yeah. Because there's no way that like we're able to have one job where we're able to feel fulfilled in every single aspect of our life. Like, let's say even, you know, you work at, you know, a typical corporate job and, you know, you're really interested in dance. Mm -hmm. Go freaking take a dance class every Fearless Friday. Yes. Yes. Like you're able to, you can teach or teach like yoga. There's always ways to really f be fulfilled yeah. in every single area of your life, as well as having that, you know, steady income, which of course is of always course. important. Yeah, of course. Uh, and if you have that idea or you want to pursue something, I mean, a lot of people ask me like, how do I do it? You just do it. You're either too lazy or you're going to do it. So either be lazy and shut up and stop asking questions or like mm. ask questions and go do it. I mean, it's really not that complicated. You know what I mean? Like it's really not that complicated because all you have to do is just do it. The reason why people don't do it is because of fear. Yeah. I mean, that can also go into, in a sense, I mean, and I hate to use the term lazy, but I think when people ask me that it's like, okay, well, if you're sitting on all these ideas and you're like, I'm not going to take the dance class, but I want to be a dancer. I mean, if you, you're, you're holding yourself back, uh, but I don't know. I find like if you're really not willing to just go and take the dance class that a part of you is just not that into it. Otherwise, you would just do it because if you really are so fascinated and intrigued by something, that fear is going to just over it's going to it's going to go away because you're so interested in the possibility of just trying it out. Yeah. And just being aware that. Yeah. There's always going to be fear in life. Yeah. No matter what. So Agreed. you either live fully or you kind of suffer yeah, and you fall agreed. behind. How do we get really everything we want in the new year? Like, is there a typical process or ritual or routine that you normally tend to participate in before the new year comes? Like maybe setting intentions, goals, resolutions, like how, what do you suggest? Uh, I hate that question. The reason is I am the only person in the world. I don't set New Year's goals. Honestly, okay. they riddle me with anxiety. Like if I think of a goal, I mean, I guess I have one goal that's to build this app, but it's been like a goal that I've had for a long time. So I don't do that. What I can tell you I do is I have this journal from this company called Silk and Sonder. And I always write, like I've gotten a lot more into kind of manifesting myself in it. You know, you're worthy, like you're good enough. You're going to find this kind of guy who's going like to make mantras. Yeah. So yeah. I've gotten really into that, but I don't write new year's goals or resolutions because they give me too much anxiety. Not because I won't be able to do them, but I don't know. I like the goal that I have or what I'm embarking on. It's always in the back of my mind. So, uh, so, so yeah. Uh, but I certainly think if that's something that doesn't give you anxiety for sure, write them down. I mean, and if you have a bunch of things that you want to do, it's great. Like write them down. And you know, even if you don't do them, then at least you can say like you tried, or maybe you didn't try and it just wasn't of interest to you anymore. Um, so yeah, so, but, I, but yeah, I, I've just gotten really into the self-motivation, like through almost meditation and like those mantras. Love that. Yeah. I, so I'm really in that. 
I've been using um, the five minute journal, which is awesome. And it's basically really practicing gratitude in the morning and at night. And it also includes mantras and affirmations that helps me with, with the sustainability um, aspect where I'm able to really practice gratitude on a day-to-day basis and begin my days with gratitude and end them with gratitude and also reflect on what it was I did successful that way that day. And then what it was that I could have done a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it is a little intimidating to go into the new year and be like, this is what I have to accomplish. And then if I don't yeah. accomplish that, like shit. That's why I think I don't do them. It's like, I don't, I don't want to feel like shit. You know what I mean? So like, I know that I want to, mine are like almost more personal things, but I don't know, for some reason I'm able to keep them in the back of my head, but I write down a bunch of other things in a notebook. I just find like reminding myself that like, I'm not going to date a guy who makes me feel bad in 2022. I don't want that in my notebook because I will sit and be like, why did you ever date a guy who made you feel bad? Yeah. So I just write down things like, you're amazing. You're a badass. You're a boss. That's kind of what I write down. But again, you know, everyone has their own things. And most people that I know write those goals and those resolutions and stuff. Uh, I, I just think personally, like I'm way more motivated by reminding myself that I am where I'm meant to be right now, right here. Mm. Question for you. Where do you typically write down these mantras? Do you put them on sticky notes and put them on your bathroom mirror? Or do you put them in places that, you know, it's really accessible for you to read? I love the idea of putting it on the bathroom mirror. I uh, actually, though, right now I'm obsessed with this company called Silk and Sonner. My friend's sister actually started it. And I have realized that for me, it's been really beneficial. Every morning after I do my 20 minute meditation, I'll open it up and it's almost on like a calendar basis, but there's pages in there where you can just write notes. And so I'll just write them in there and I'll date it. Um, So I'll say like, you know, December 19th. And Mm. sometimes there's things that are like, this made me feel bad, or I didn't like this. And sometimes I write the same five things. Like you are worthy. You're where you're meant to be. Um, Timing is everything. Sometimes it's just writing that down and then I'll close it and I'll open it up the next day. And I don't really go through the pages unless I feel like when the notebook is done, like it's filled up. Sometimes I go through it and kind of look back at what I wrote. But for the most part, for me, it's, there's enough value in just writing it on paper and knowing like I wrote that down and and I'm going to go embark on my day. I love that. Yeah. You reminded me of, you know, setting goals and intentions. And I love how you said that you started your days with a 20 minute meditation and then you have this journal practice. So even if, you know, you're able to say for 2022, I'm going to begin my mornings with even a five minute meditation or a 10 Mm -hmm. minute meditation. And then I'm going to do a quick journal. The amount of growth and possibilities just in that is completely life altering. So, so it doesn't awesome. have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to start my own company by 2023. It could be as easy as I'm going to wake up every morning, maybe an hour earlier or 30 minutes earlier, just to get in a solid meditation and journal. And from there, there are so many possibilities of growth and different directions that could take you. I agree. I agree. And so that's why when you write those things down, I think it reminds you sometimes you need to go back and be like, okay, I wrote this down. Now I'm going to remember this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And even it's really interesting with the mantras um, because I write in my journal every morning and sometimes you'll find yourself like writing the same mantra like two weeks in a row. And maybe that's a theme or, you know, a subject, maybe even a mindset that's, you know, coming up again and again. And it's something that you really Mm -hmm. need to focus on. Like for me, this past month or so has really been, I am worthy or I am deserving, I'm loving, you know, I am lovable. And that's something Mm -hmm. that maybe I haven't been really 
feeling yeah. <laughs> this past like couple of months. But if you're really able to tap into that, you can kind of understand where, what, what are you needing and yeah. how can you really feel fulfilled? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. What would you say, Alexa, you know, 20 somethings out there who are in the midst of really discovering their passion, how can we learn more about ourselves on a deeper level in 2022 to really unlock new passions? Is it too superficial to say, like, keep trying things and meeting new people, you know, uh, and say no to the, to the things also that you don't find value in. If something yeah. isn't making you feel good, then you have to stop doing it. And honestly, it took me a long time to realize that. And I just now I'm like, I really don't care. I don't care because if I don't care, then it means that it's not really bringing me value. And I don't think that's a selfish thing to say. I think it's an honest thing to say. And I realized a lot of that with friends and relationships. Uh, so I just, I, I, if I don't care enough to proceed on with it, it's not bringing me value. And like, then you really shouldn't do it. Cause at yeah. the end of the day, like you have to be a little bit selfish. You have to, and especially in your twenties. I mean, I know people who are in these relationships, right. And they're dating someone or whatever. And there's so many issues, but they're too scared of like being alone or that person. And it's like, you only have really this solid time period between 20 and 30 to really find yourself or you yes. end up being in your thirties and you're redoing your twenties and then you're like 10 years behind. Oh yeah. You're like, shit, it's yeah. too late. And that's why I love things. the book, the defining decade, because people always say, Oh, like your twenties, you can fuck up, you know, you can mess up, you're finding yourself. But also this is a decade where we, we really have to find ourselves and find our passions because when our thirties come around, you know, that's probably when most of us want to get married, settle down, yeah. have kids and, yeah. you know, time's ticking. And as much as we mm-hmm. like should relax and enjoy, we should also take ourselves and our, our dreams really, really seriously. Of course. Of course. Of course. You yeah. should. Yeah. Well, babe, I'm so sad. The show must come to a close. Um, with that being said, Alexa, I would love to welcome you to Regardless's Syllabus Steps which is really a time for us to reflect on what it is we've learned from this about maybe 45 minute long fearless summit and how we can actually integrate your insight into our personal lives so we can kick some flipping ass in 2022, really leveling up and getting that much closer to our sole purpose. So Alexa, if you don't mind kind of, you know, recapping what specific tools, books, resources, podcasts, practices that have helped you and your Fearless Summit community go Mm -hmm. after their goals, purpose, and passions despite fear, and what steps we can take to really prepare ourselves to embody fearlessness throughout 2022. Yes. Some of the tools and techniques, I guess, that I mentioned are that notebook, Silk and Sonder. I really love that. Uh, the book, the identity book by Stedman Graham, this one surrounded by idiots. I'm a big fan also of the love languages test. I make honestly people take that all the time. And I'm really interested when I find out about someone's love language. So I would say that and um, yeah, you know, ideally limiting social media use as as, po- as much as possible. Um, but not looking at it as a lifeline. It's just a fun thing. Mm, that's really important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's something that I really need to integrate within my life. Um, It can be really exhausting, draining, and it doesn't make me feel good all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you want to do something that doesn't make you feel good? Like life is too short. You should always feel amazing. There's as much power in saying no as there is in saying yes. Mm -hmm. 
and just putting yourself first, putting your goals first this year and being okay with saying no to opportunities or, you know, situations that just don't make you feel your best saying yes, when maybe it's a little bit scary, but you know, it's, you know, ultimately good for your future self. Yep. Uh, Alexa, my woman, I love you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with my superhumans. Um, really just beyond grateful for you and our friendship. And I just cannot wait to continue to watch you soar and become the next Ellen. I I love, love you and get your freaking booty to LA. I know. I love you too. And thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so proud of you and inspired that you truly live by everything that you say. And that's really rare. So it means a lot, babe. Amazing. You're amazing. You're beautiful. I love you. Let's just, let's make 2022 our bitch. Agreed. Uh, (laughs) Fucking agreed. Love that. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Now go kick some ass.